So six billion rand that's coming from PEPFAR. Where did this money suddenly come from? No, no, it's not sudden. PEPFAR has always been one of our uh, our funders. Uh, once we we put what we call country operational plan or COP, then uh, it's a plan which we, we we develop as a country. We give it to PEPFAR, and then they fund us. Now this money is for what you call. COP16, meaning Country Operational Plan Number 16, because PEPFA has been the biggest uh, foreign funder of uh, our HIV-AIDS program, followed by the Global Fund, of course. Mm. So, in terms of that that money, how does it get allocated, the 6 billion rand? Just come again, how did it... How how do you now allocate the 6 billion rand that's being pledged from PEPFA? Well, Dashen, what we have done with PEPFA was to to identify the 27 districts that they've got the highest prevalence of HIV and AIDS. We are going to be going to those districts and and looking at them. The amount does not include uh, uh, 33 million dollars that is being given for our program on, 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 on girls and young women. It does not also include $17 million that is given for medical circumcision. So there are lots of packets of money that are being distributed all around for most of our programs that come from PEPSA. Do you think there's enough money or does more need to be pledged next week? Doesn't, uh, there's never been anything called enough money anywhere <laughs> in the world. We can always, we, yeah, otherwise if there was enough money, the study of economics will not have existed in the world. I believe economics is the study of, of, of demand versus supply. And the demand will always be higher. So we'll say it's a good substantial amount of money to make us run our plans, but you can't ever say there is enough money anyway. Mm. Seven million or nearly seven million South Africans are HIV positive, but only half of them are on ARV treatment, Minister. How do we get the other half on treatment this year? Well, Dashen, this number of South Africans who are HIV positive seems to be growing again and again to 7 million. I'm hearing that figure for the first time. But anyway, be that as it may, remember that only six years ago we have 937. We had only 980,000 people who were on ARVs. Today is 3.4. It's a program that is growing the fastest in the world and is the biggest in the world. Uh, uh, and the world recognizes that. But remember that we said in September we are doing test and treat, which means we we are uh, 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 we are free, uh, uh, allowing South Africans, every single South African who wants to know their status to test, and then we put them on treatment. We cannot put people on treatment if they don't come to test. I'm sure you are aware that is the key, because some of those people you are mentioning might not have come to test. Uh, and we don't know about them. It's an estimation by United Nations. But we are ready. Any South Africans who by September test for HIV and, and, and is found to be positive, we put them on treatment. We promise him that. Well, the 7 million figure that, that I quote is, is rounded up from, uh, as you say, that, that, that UN figure of 6.8 million South Africans who they estimate are, are HIV positive. Where would you put the figure at, Minister? Well, well, I'm, I'm just saying, well, when you said 7 million, I was just hearing about the first time. Remember, this is an estimate, but I don't mm. think that should be the issue that we're arguing about. The fact remains that it doesn't mean we know them. It's, a, it's an estimated figure. 
from projections by the United Nations. What will help is if they come to test and we know them, then we put them on treatment. Remember, Dashen, in 2010, when we launched the biggest HIV counseling and testing campaign, only 2 million South Africans were, were testing at any one time. But after that campaign, we tested one, uh, 18 million people. And, and annually since that time, we are now testing 10 million. If, if South Africans can know that they need to come and test and know their status, perhaps all 7 million of them will be known, and we don't know how many of those will be on treatment, but because we have agreed on test and treat from September, all of them will go on treatment. But I'm just trying to emphasize, mm. we can't treat them if they don't come to the fore. Minister, you're also going to need drugs, the medication to treat people once they come forward. Where are we going to get it from? Because the Indian Prime Minister was here this past week and there were a number of NGOs saying that the Indian government needs to protect its rights to make generic drugs so that Africa can purchase those generic drugs instead of purchasing them from the richer first world countries. You've been trying to start a pharmaceutical firm, a state-owned one, What's the impact been on, on pharmaceutical drugs that we need to purchase? Well, indeed, Dashen, uh, India is regarded as the pharmacy of the developing world because 80% of our generics we get from India. If it was not, the 80% of the generics from India, believe you me, Sub-Saharan Africa, would not have put as many people as it has now on treatment. So we are very much worried about the development in India. Even if we establish our own state-owned pharmaceuticals, it won't come anywhere nearer delivering at the present moment, or it will take a long time, rather, to come to that level. So that announcement, uh, which is, by the way, in the Department of Science and Technology, has not yet changed anything about uh, the pharmaceuticals in the country. In fact, we are encouraging them to double, to double their production. That I can assure you. Because the number of people are increasing globally. Remember that the world is having 15 billion people on treatment now at the present moment. And, and 8 million are in sub-Saharan Africa, and we want to double that number to 15 million in sub-Saharan Africa alone.